1: Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth.
2: Day after day I'm more confused, yet I look for the light through the pouring rain, you know that's a game that I hate to lose. I'm feeling the strain. Ain't it a shame? Oh, give me the
1: beat boys and free my soul. I get Morning, lost
2: Carrie. In the rock and good
1: morning, roll Mark.
0: Welcome to, Do you have a nice Mother's Day? Weekend?
1: Always, yeah. i spent it with the kids, which mm-hmm. is always good.
0: So our bumper music brought to you today by the number one hits of 1973. Okay. Have you heard the song? I've right?
1: heard the song many okay. times.
0: You, uh, yeah, so why 1973? Well, a couple of reasons. One, though, it was a time when this country was having a little recession.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, it was, it's referred to now as the 1973, the 1975 recession. It was a classic U-shaped recovery. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But you know, a lot of people today, you know, are saying, "Okay, we are in a recession now." The depression word is being thrown around. I don't care. I know. I know you don't like me to (laughs) use that term. But uh, we had some Fed speak this Mm week. These
2: businesses are a principal source of job creation, something we will need sorely as people seek to return to work. A prolonged recession and weak recovery could also discourage business investment and expansion. Further limiting the resurgence of jobs as well as the growth of the capital stock. The pace wasn't of technological too positive, Kerry. advancement. The result could be an extended period of low productivity growth and stagnant incomes. We ought to do what we can to avoid these outcomes, and that may require additional policy measures. At the Fed, we will continue to use our tools to their fullest until the crisis has passed and the economic recovery is well underway. Recall, though, that the Fed has lending powers, not spending powers. A loan from a Fed facility can provide a bridge across temporary interruptions to liquidity, and those loans will help many borrowers get through the current crisis. If we can get the loans. But the recovery (laughs) may take some time to gather momentum, and the passage of time can turn liquidity problems into solvency problems. Additional fiscal support could be costly, but worth it, if it helps avoid long-term damage and leaves us with a stronger recovery.
1: Well, he said two words, too, Mark, though. He said could be, not would be.
2: Right. (laughs) So it's
1: possible.
0: But he's saying that, you know, the Federal Reserve can't do it all on themselves. No. They need our elected officials to be acting. Right. And that's the problem, right? We've got this, you know, Mm -hmm. because we've got gridlock right now. You know, our political (laughs) legislation is basically stalled. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about, you know, Nancy Pelosi's $3 trillion. Now, all, you know, you know, this show is being taped on Friday morning. Right. So we expect that the House will pass their Heroes Act today. Mm. But, you know, we all know it's just pretty much going to be dead on arrival, you know, in uh, the Senate. Mm-hmm. OK, but um, so, you know, but, you know, what, what Paul was saying is, you know, you 're going to need more fiscal stimulus, even though it hurts or it will hurt it 's the best thing you can do right now you can 't you know you saw right. the job those claims this week Kerry. another three million all right that 's over eight weeks that 's over thirty six million that is staggering here in Ohio we had another for the week we had another fifty one thousand filed uh, unemployment you know in over eight weeks that's a million hundred and seventy thousand. Okay, and and Ohio and and they've already said how much money that they've you know kicked out in unemployment. Um, you know, it's over two point four billion, Carrie, and they're only servicing five hundred eighty seven thousand of the right. one point <clears throat> you know uh, one six nine that that are that are looking for.
1: Right. Well, on the bright side, as businesses open up and people get back to work hopefully a lot of those numbers at least from what i've been reading should be temporary now certainly people some companies are downsizing permanently or for the time being but certainly a lot of those numbers are going to be temporary and now that we're starting to open things up hopefully
0: carrie it's who it who's going to open up again um did you see the april retail report Well, retail was down 16.4%. The worst on record. I I would
1: think 16.4% down is low because there are some stores that you were permanently closed that were non essential that were just closed. So, of course, retail is going to be down. I'm not a big, I like a little online shopping. I like to go in a store purposely shop. Yeah,
0: online was up. You know, uh, Amazon isn't having any problems. But But I'm saying
1: a lot of stores, you didn't even have the option to shop.
0: You know, all 13 sectors were down. Um, You know, if you exclude autos, you know, I talked last week, you know, Carrie, when you were, I talked last week about how the pickup trucks, you know, GM can't make enough of them. But if you exclude autos, that that was, you know, the the retail was down Mm -hmm. 17.2%. You know, if you look at the retail control group, right, I mean, what experts were saying, you know, we we were starting at about a negative 2%, okay, um, Mm -hmm. from the previous month. Okay, the survey was saying, oh, maybe 5 to 10. It came in at 15. I mean, you know. uh, But
1: I think, to me, that's better. Than I would expect it to be with businesses completely shut down.
0: I mean, J.C. Penney, did they, did they file bankruptcy ben- today? I don't know. You know, again, we're talking. This is being taped on Friday. Well, like, um, Kohl's, I mean, what, I don't... What, you know, what what, what a uh, <laughs> you know what prolific name that they have because now they have a penny stock. I mean, the yeah. last time I saw, it was like trading at you know sixteen cents per share. Um, you know, I, I don't you know to me I don't know care okay, I, I can't imagine uh, living without J.C. Penny. No, Um, you know, the uh, so, um, you know, so I don't know. You know, the uh, I think the
1: test will see as things open up and hopefully.
0: So what did you know what? So what did Chairman Powell have to say? Um, So, you know, again, some still foresee, you know, a V-shaped recovery. okay Um, And uh, not this is these aren't quotes from Powell's is just, you know, basically what people are saying. Um, you know, Jared Kushner, you know, on Wednesday saying the hope is that by July the country's really rocking again. You know, Pence was saying by Memorial Day, well, that ain't happening. Um, now maybe let's push it out to July 4th. Do I hear Labor Day, Carrie? Um, no. You know, others predict a U-shape, right, where it takes right. longer to bounce back, or the idea of a W-shape, which is gaining traction because – if we have a, a return of the virus, you know, you know, that is going to, you know, down, you know, throw us into another downturn. Um, so just under half of the 45 economists responding to a Reuters poll earlier this month said the U.S. economy uh, recovery will be U-shaped. Ten of those polls say it would be V-shaped and they're getting less and less all the time. And five said it would be W-shaped. OK, uh, which is
1: really they don't know.
0: Um, it, uh, <laughs>
1: they really can't predict it. Okay, we can't predict Right, the so, virus.
0: So here's Chairman Powell's indicated he sees even more disruption than a W-shaped camp. Um, he spoke at a press conference. Okay. Um calling all current economic forecasts highly uncertain Paul mapped up why he believes the economy may grow through a series of peaks and troughs for at least a year or more as the world battles to keep the virus under control we are going to see economic data for the second quarter that's worse than any data we've ever seen see April is just the start of it Carrie. wait you know mm-hmm. um, you know um, and you know although you know it, it, you know US states begin to reopen and social distancing is gradually rolled back the economy could begin to recover in, let's say, the third quarter. Um, But the recovery could be fleeting. Powell cautioned, this is a period as well that carries the risk of new outbreaks of the virus. You know, the one startling statistic that he did mention, and this is why, you know, recessions are so devastating, Kerry, because, you know, it hurts the low middle class. Right. I mean, you know, I'll talk, you know, you know, like in 1973, I don't know if you even, you know, well, you were too young to remember it anyways. But a lot of people say, well, it wasn't that bad. Well, you know, we saw, you know, the, you know, inflation skyrocket in those times, you know, double digit interest rates, you know, from single to double digit. It's not the case this time, it's a little bit right. different right but um, but his statistic that Paul you know brought out in his uh speech was that already forty percent of the households making under forty thousand dollars a year are unemployed right now, right that's not good news All no right, get but hopefully
1: here. when things open back up, and I will talk about some more good news today, Mark. I know you only have um
0: i I'm waiting for it Carrie. yeah yeah I have
1: good news on the. Give me some good news right now, Carrie. Well, even on the coronavirus, I read, you know, one of the California companies, a pharmaceutical, biopharmaceutical company said they made a breakthrough this week and developed um, some antibody um, as far as that may help fight the virus. Um, They said um, they want to emphasize they believe that there's a cure out there and they actually discovered some antibody which can at least in these preliminary tests provide 100% inhibition of COVID-19. So, And they said it could be available months before a vaccine hits the market. A cure is going to be way better than a vaccine because a vaccine we know doesn't work for everybody anyway. Um, And there was tons of studies if we have time that talk about all 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 the medications that are in the works. I mean the good thing is we have several companies all around the world that are working on treatments. There are several companies working on antivirals. We have working on vaccines. There's a lot of progress being made.
0: And, you know, supposedly the uh, we're starting to open up again in Ohio. Here's some good news that happened during mm-hmm. the week, Gary. Trump announced that, you know, he's going to purchase $3 billion of meat and dairy, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Because um, we're, we're, you know, grilling season's starting now, right? Oh,
1: yeah. Have you been at the store? I know meat's like, yeah. it's hard to find. So
0: that's good news. Three billion. And, Kerry, that was just for the Mar-a-Lago Grand Reopening. He was doing that. (laughs) Um, We'll see how that will So hopefully we don't have to worry about a meat shortage, shortage, especially going into the grilling season. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I don't know if all the news is good, Kerry. Why don't you get us started? Well, I
1: think there's always good news to be found. But anyway, good morning, everyone. You're listening to financial food for thought. We are here every Saturday morning between 9 and 10. We are here to give you helpful information about issues that impact your financial life, whether you're working and thinking about what steps I should take today and how do I prepare for that upcoming retirement or if I'm in retirement, what can I spend? How do I address financial life? Financial disruptors? How will I be impacted by this market volatility, the rising healthcare costs, possible inflation? Definitely, I believe, you know, future tax increases. Right now we have favorable rates. So, what are things we can do today to minimize that future tax liability? And those are things that we talk about. And that's part of what the estate planning team does. That sponsors this program for our clients, and we've been around more than thirty-five years in the Greater Cleveland area, helping people solve problems, save money, and build financial models. What well, we are traditional financial planners. We're fee-based fiduciary planners, and our home office is in Middleburg Heights. And we do offer a free consultation for anyone interested to see how our process is different, how we may be able to help you, um, like our fees are cost, are like our plans are customized our fees we have both hourly and retainer options so if you want to take advantage of a free no obligation consultation which we are doing consultations by phone or in person it's up to you whatever you're more comfortable with i'm okay doing in person or by phone um um, we've changed that, you know, like everything else opening up, we take precautions, but certainly we can meet with you in person, which uh, some people are more comfortable with too. Um, you can leave a message. We'll get back to you. Um, if you leave a message, we'll call you back on Monday morning, or if you send an email, you'll get a response as well. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or you can visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. The website, you can sign up for newsletters, there's calculators, there's podcasts, and other helpful. It can be a good resource, too, even if you're not interested in coming in. But um, that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And you're listening to Carrie Waddell and I have Mark Donnelly here this morning. Right,
0: and we're the co owners of the State Planning Team, and we've been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years, and we do it one plan, one family at a time. Um, you know, Kerry, you don't you know have to be a you know accountant from China you know to know that if we see deflation happening, that is very bad news for the economy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, um, and so I was mentioning the 19 19- 73 recession. And that was the culprit there was more, you know, of stag inflation. Um, but the culprit today is more along the lines, you know, is do we have deflation going on? Um, so, you know, you saw that that bad retail report, you know, where consumer spending has dropped down and, you know, the business spending um, you know what another key statistic that came out this week, the Federal Reserve Empire manufacturing index carry that was an all time low you know down forty eight and a half percent so you know corporate confidence is clearly shaken you 've seen the bankruptcies mm-hmm. um, you know and th- they 've seen the the drop in the retail sales so even prior to that um, y- you know the consumer prices. And, you know, declined for the second straight month in April, um, falling by about 0.8%. Okay. The largest drop since 2008, the Great Recession. Um, The, you know, and you know it's not only you know the falling gasoline prices and the energy prices but uh you know even if you exclude the volatile food and energy prices still fell by 0.4% again the largest monthly decline in the so-called core consumer price index since they began tracking data back in 1957 um, you know, so the concern is for deflation, you know, the opposite of inflation. Right. And, and economists worry as much as this about they worry about hyperinflation, you know, because the carry the point is, you know, when prices fall because there's a lack of demand. Right? right. Manufacturing sometimes can't charge enough to even make their product that they're trying to sell. You know, that means they'll stop making the products. And if they don't, if they're not making products, Carrie, do they need workers? Not exactly. So they lay off their workers. Now you start the death spiral, right? Because Mm -hmm. those laid off workers, now they don't have any income coming in. So what do you think they're going to go out and spend money on? Hmm. Nothing. Okay, so further further consumer demand, you know, further decrease in consumer demand, which in lead turns to? More layoffs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I it's up to you know the economists to argue whether deflation is here yet. Um, you know, but you know, mm, how far off could we be? Um, the you know, you have the, the the oil market, you know, struggling. Um, you know, the uh, oh, you know, it's just um, food prices are climbing a little bit higher. Okay. Um, you know what, what? You know, eggs are up, Carrie.
1: I know that. Let me tell you. I was glad I saw last weekend on Saturday they went back down, but a couple of weeks ago for the same eggs, it was almost more than double. I was like, well, "Wait a second. Stati-
0: officially, it's sixteen percent, Carrie. Uh, um, a couple times. You are going to challenge that? because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: go every week and I shop for multiple. But I was like, "Wait a second.
0: See, and 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 that's the issue, right? And oh, you know, that's the pain of recessions, right? You, so. You've got that, you know, (laughs) some prices are falling because this great. But the prices of things you need aren't right. You know, that's that demand. You know, that that's that's the double edged sword, you know. Um, Okay. you know, economists expected, you know, the virus to have a largely deflationary effect. um, And now the data is proving that out, Um, you know, and, and that's bad news for the policymakers at the Fed. You know who are targeting inflation at two percent, widely accepted as the ideal balance of the U.S. economy. As a matter of fact, in that seventy-three recession, you know they were also target. You know they were. You know they were targeting the, that those same numbers. And you know, and, and they, and you know, if unemployment goes up to fifteen or twenty percent, some people think it's going to the you know Great Depression, the twenty-five percent or more. Um, you know, that's the other thing that they were struggling with back in seventy-three was the idea of you know they wanted um, they wanted to target uh, unemployment. They at that point they were thinking U.S. Uh, full employment rate was about six percent. Um, so you know so we, we you know deflation could be a problem um, as much as you know maybe we're not so much worried about hyperinflation. again, you know, yeah, I don't know how much inflation you can have with you know thirty you know uh, six million. Uh, Americans out of work. Um and globally, it you know, Germany finally confessed, you know, they're in a recession. Remember <laughs> remember a while ago I was saying they they could say they're not in recession because they had like a 0.1% <laughs> increase right. in GDP. Can no longer say that, you know, they they uh came out and now they're, you know, cuz they were always like China, you know, mm-hmm. they were very they're very hard pressed to admit that they're right. they're having uh, uh economic problems in in Germany. Um historically. Um All right, so Let's see. Um, a couple tax briefs, you. I know today we're going to talk about, you know, how do you plan now if maybe you failed to plan for this recession? Right.
1: Right. Which we have a lot of people calling and saying, OK, one, people don't necessarily know how they're affected. They know what their investment or they can open up their statement or go online and check. They may know how the balance has affected, been impacted and maybe it's come back a little bit. But. And they may be worried, but they really don't know the long-term effect. And that's what we do: is if someone wants to know, can I retire at the end of this year, or can I still retire in? I had someone end of twenty twenty one. Maybe I'm thinking I have to work longer. Um, By having that detailed financial plan based on conservative, realistic assumptions, you can tell someone that realistically: of okay, this is how you're impacted, and then. Do you have to adjust? Maybe you don't. Or if you do, this is how much. Okay, you don't have to retire on this date, but you have to just cut discretionary spending, maybe some travel and home improvements or some of these things that you were thinking of by 20%. Or if you want to keep those things in place, you have to work another year. Or you can work part-time another two years. But having those detailed financial models allows you to play the what-if game.
0: Right, and and gives you peace of mind, or at least puts you in a decision-making mode. Mm -hmm. Um, But at least now you're making decisions based on a bit more empirical data than just the seat of your pants. Um, Because people
1: sometimes panic.
0: Knee-jerk and feel reaction. bad and then yeah. they
1: don't know what to do or they don't do anything, which is the worst thing you can do. And we keep telling people, if you think that you think you're in the camp that believes tax rates are going up in the future, we have favorable rates right now. And especially those people who... um or we're taking minimum required distribution because they had to, not that they needed to for cash flow. We've talked about on in the last couple of weeks so you can tune into the podcast. That is a huge opportunity, Mark. I know we've talked multiple times, have loaded up on me, talking to people just about that topic alone, saying you have room on your tax return. You don't have to take minimum required distribution, which is true, by the way, for inherited IRAs. So if you don't need it for income... That's a huge, a big opportunity for many people for, and that opportunity is only for 2020 to take money out of these IRAs, company plans, convert it to a Roth.
0: Right. So, so then, and that, and that leads a little, you know, and what, well, and you say, well, Mark, I don't, you know, so I want to touch on that, Carrie, for a minute. Let me try to get my thoughts processed here. Okay. So we're, we're going to talk and we have been talking about, you can always listen to our podcast for the, for the last few shows, but we've been talking about, you know, so how do you plan now if you didn't plan for this recession? All right, um, or if you did plan for a recession but not a depression? I know, Carrie, you don't like me to use that uh-uh. term, but you know, believe me, it could happen. If you think it can happen, don't kid yourself. Um, now, the so we've been saying three, three, you know, three simple rules to remember. One, say no to selling low. You know, try not to sell your stocks low, either in a panic or, you know, to maybe, uh, you know, pay for discretionary spending. Two, preserve your cash reserve, because mm-hmm. you may think you need to dip into your cash reserve right now, but in reality, you may really need it a year from now, okay? And three, utilized, underutilized assets. And we picked up on that a couple of shows ago. I don't care. You're going to pick up on that again today. Mm-hmm. But so why then, if we're saying, you know, that first rule, say no to selling low, why then would some carry some may say, well, why would I uh, sell my uh, stocks in my IRA right now to convert to Roth low? Well, because it's the exact opposite thinking. And when you think about it, so if you're in a position that you saw your stock prices come down, either at the end of the March, April, they're up again. May, they're down again. Um, it's going to be like that for a while. It's hard to time the low. Um, but, you know, the idea is it, you, you believe in that those stocks will come back. Maybe you believe in a V-shaped recovery. Maybe you Mm -hmm. think they'll be back within 6 to 12 months. But the idea, so you're not, you know, it's not the same thing. You're not panicking and selling low. What you're doing is you're shifting, you're shifting these equity positions from your taxable IRA account to your tax-free Roth IRA account. So the concept is when you shift, when the prices are low, you're getting like a tax discount to move those over to the Roth IRA so if you're down 10%, your tax bill is going to be down equivalently of that. You know, So the idea is you shifting over at a low price so your tax bill to, to convert is low. Now you're going to keep that same position inside the Roth IRA because you believe that eventually it'll come back. But now all that regrowth comes back tax-free in your Roth IRA. That's why so many people are looking at doing it, you know, you know, and we and we did that. You know, a lot of clients did that back in the 2008, 2009 Mm -hmm. Great Recession. A lot of them are doing it again in this COVID depression. Right. That's an
1: opportunity. That's good. Something good in this situation that we have. And that's what we're trying to do is look for every opportunity you can so that also you have this tax-free pot of money I mean, we do that anyway for people because if you if you think your tax rates are going up in the future we're doing analysis on your tax return but this is a definite big opportunity if you don't want to do any other planning you don't want to miss this
0: All Right. so carrie what are you drinking over there is that, is that a black-eyed susan you got over no.
1: there?
0: you know that's bad news i don't get to watch the preakness you know this okay weekend, you know um uh, the third Saturday in May, uh, you know. Thanks, China. Um, all right. Um, can I still drink the Black Eyed Susan's? Karri? Sure. Uh, um, you know what goes in the Black
1: Eyed Susan? No, right? I don't.
0: Okay, that's the Preakness drink. Right? Okay. Okay. Um, it's a little bourbon, you know. Okay. Little vodka, um, some peach snaps. Uh, sounds good. Some OJ and some you know sour mix, and you know fix it up in the kitchen sink. Carry your oh, ready, that you're, sounds good. You're ready to go. A little. Uh, See,
1: you could still do that, Mark.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. if
1: Ohio weather cooperated for us a <laughs> sure, little I bit. I would never do that.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Um, before I talk a little bit about that, you know, using underutilized assets, um, little tax briefs. You know, so we've had a busy year of tax legislation. First, we had the SECURE Act, you know, which, you know, again, we've talked a lot about on this show. Um, then we had the CARES Act one. You know, Nancy Pelosi is trying to float her, you know, HEROES Act. Maybe we'll talk a little if we have time. We'll talk a little bit about that. I'm not too excited about that because, you know, it's dead on arrival in the Senate. But some things are important in there, Carrie. that if I have time, I want to get to them, some of those. Um, if not this week, we'll pick it up again next week. Um, but it, just to clarify, you know, one of the things with the, um, the stimulus checks, Carrie, right, that mm-hmm. came in with the CARES Act I, So, you know, we've been talking about there's some confusion on what if a dead person gets a check, what are they supposed to do with it? All right. Um, And so the IRS is finally, you know, trying to come out with some clarification, you know, and but it's still not clear in the law what is required. In other words, do you have to send the money the money back? to the Treasury if 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 that happens in your family. Um and you know but if you the current what you know the the IRS website, they have what they call their frequently asked questions, Carrie, right? Facts. And you know, frequently asked questions. And they kinda are saying, yeah, the entire if 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 somebody received, you know, if, if somebody died, even Carrie in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Not even if they died in 2018 or 2019. Right. Even if they died in 2020, all right. Um, the entire payment should be returned in full. Okay. Um, and now, if now the entire payment, if a married couple, that would be 2,400, Carrie. Right. Okay. But if there's still a surviving spouse, she gets he she or he gets to keep their 1,200. They just have to return the deceased person's
1: 1,200. Okay.
0: <laughs> Good luck with this. Right.
1: Right. Um, I was going to say, how are they going to isn't it going to be tricky to um, monitor
0: now? um, Yeah. and, and, And there's and there's still a question of whether it's by law. In other words, is the IRS saying you are breaking the law if you don't return it? That's still what's not clear yet. And why this is important is because if Nancy Pelosi gets her way, there's more stimulus checks coming, Gary.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Okay, so this this is going to be an ongoing issue because I never know when, you know, I'm going to die. All right. um, Now, um, so how are you supposed to return it if you are going to do your duty? Hmm. Um, Well, basically what the Treasury Department is saying is if you receive, you know, if you received a paper check, Okay, and it hasn't been deposited. You should write "void" on the back, pop it in the mail to your regional IRS location, and include a note stating the reason why you're returning the check.
1: Okay, I I would send it certified mail, by the way, or some Um, tracking method.
0: Now, um, now, what if you received electronically? Okay, Um, direct deposit, or you already got the check and you already cashed it and it's deposited in your account. OK, um, so, you know, all right, you're supposed to apparently write your own personal check or money order made out to the U.S. Treasury. You are asked to write 2020 EIP on the check and also write the Social Security number of the individual, you know, who, who the ineligible person that, that got the check. OK, and then also include a brief explanation of the reason you're returning the EIP. Carrie, is anyone going to do that?
1: Mm, I think there'll be some people.
0: Um, you know, now, so um, do I have time to do Pelosi's Heroes Act, Carrie? Um, I don't have time to do it. It's 1,800 pages. I don't have time to read every one of them. Um, <laughs> How much
1: junk is in that one? And,
0: and, and normally I don't put a lot of focus on a bill that we know is going to be dead on arrival right. in the Senate. But I, I, there are a couple of interesting things. And, in, 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 you know, so, you know, the fifth bill, you know, that's what we're calling this one, the fifth bill. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's in jeopardy, Carrie. Um, now, the HEROES Act, they're so clever, Carrie. I, sp- I think they spend more... T- I don't know if they spend more time writing the 1,800 pages or writing the acronym. Right?
1: I was going to say, how much crap is in it that shouldn't be in it?
0: Well, it, in those it's 1,800 pages? Well, they cause... give you a clue because of the name. So you know what HERO stands for? The Health and Economic Recovery Omnibus Energy Solutions Act.
1: Yeah, I think they spend more time on the acronym. So it sounds better as they're... Dumping okay. stuff that shouldn't be in it.
0: All right. Um now so it's three trillion. Everybody heard that number, right? Um and yeah, and you know, uh okay, so more stimulus checks, more helicopter money. Most households would be eligible for payments of another twelve hundred dollars per individual, twenty four hundred per married couple, plus an additional twelve hundred per dependent. That's up, you know, because before-,
1: right, before it was
0: 500. 500 per All right. So a family max would be six grand. Okay. Um, now there is a slight difference. Remember, you know, I talked about this at the time when we were getting the hint of the first CARES Act. And I mm-hmm. said, well, what are they basing that income threshold on? Right. And remember, it turned out to be AGI, adjusted gross income. Right. Mm-hmm. This one, they want to spin, they want to make a little tweak to that, Carrie, okay. and make it maggy. You know, modified adjusted gross.
1: Okay, that changes it.
0: Okay, now it doesn't change it for most listeners. That's 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 a a, that would be an adjustment that would hurt the high income earners. You know, the one percenters. You know, that's where you would have to add to AGI any foreign. You know, territory U.S. any foreign based or U.S. territory income. That you were getting. Normally, okay. you get an offset there, so you'd have to add that back in. Okay. Um, the thresholds for phase out: keeping the same, starting for a single person seventy five thousand, married finally, jointly one hundred fifty thousand with the phase out. Okay. Um, but the, what the also Nancy wants to do is make all dependents eligible for that child one. Okay, remember the the first round oh, it was so sixteen and under. In, right. Okay. This is they want to make it for, you know
1: anybody you claim as a dependent.
0: Anyone to claim it. Or if you could claim as a dependent. See, we're getting some clarification. Um you know, that it, it's not only um you know if you do claim somebody as a dependent, it's actually if they could be claimed as a dependent. Okay. So, you know, there's a there's a slight technicality there. Um now, um so what is I where did I um right, so you know, it would also um Yeah. <laughs> and they got them. The other thing. I had, this is what I was looking for. They also, I knew there was something. They also got their wish, Carrie, the Dems, right? The bill would also include a provision to prevent checks from including the names of the president, vice president, or cabinet member oh, on them. Oh, that's
1: so petty. Does it really matter?
0: Carrie, 1,800 if, pages matters.
1: But I'm saying, if you're getting checks to people who really need them genuinely, then... Why should it matter whose name? I mean, that's petty.
0: Okay, expand the earned income credit, the child tax credit, the child independent care tax credit. You know, you get the care, you get, you get. Oh. You know, eliminate the $10,000 cap on the salt deduction. You know, that's the, you know, a lot of people are upset about okay. that in, in New York and California, right? They just want to throw that out. Um, create tax deductions for certain expenses of first responders and frontline. Okay, Bill would expand the employee retention tax credit created by the CARES Act 1, create a new refundable credit for fixed expenses such as rent and utilities, for uh, businesses Im- uh, Im- impacted by the COVID-19. Um, create a new refundable tax credit for self-employed individuals who have had at least a significant amount, uh, who have lost a significant amount of income due to the, due to the RONA. Um, uh, here's an important one, Carrie. Clarify that expenses paid with the PPP loans that are forgiven are eligible for tax deductions. See, we got to slow down on Wait that one, Wait a Carrie. second. Okay. Um, so now, they want to so, give
1: you a tax deduction because the government gave you money? Well, here,
0: Carrie, see, this is why we read hey. these bills. See, there's, so apparently...
1: No, we have to not pass it, then read it later, right? Right,
0: exactly. Um, so so the idea is, remember the PP loans, right, um, that <laughs> become, you know, grants as long as you don't lay anybody off, Right. Right. Um, but so normally, and you're allowed to use that money for payroll expenses, right. rent, utilities, stuff like that. Normally, those are valid business deductions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, we businesses write those right. expenses off. So apparently, there's there's an issue. Well, if a company gets the PP loan and does become a grant where they don't have to pay it back, are they still allowed to deduct? those expenses they're using the money for. I believe most businesses believe they can. Right. You think the CPAs are going to be busy, Carrie?
1: Mm, I think the CPAs, that business might be... um, Okay.
0: So apparently there's a controversy there. So what Nancy Pelosi wants to do with the HEROES Act is to clarify that, that yes, these expenses are still deductible. All right. Um, Let's see. Okay. bill would also undo a provision in the Care Act that the, the temporary removed a limit on the amount of business losses owners and not corporate. okay that's the, the losses that you know those carry back losses and all that would be eliminated again um, yeah the bill would also prevent losses from being carried back CPAs that maybe the CPAs probably said I don't want to deal with that anyways that's a lot of work to try to mm-hmm. you know carry back losses um, All right so what's the omnibus part? Um, well, here are a couple of things, Carrie, then we'll move on. Um, so Glenn Beck, okay, he had that, he had that guy on that, uh, talking, what was his name, Carrie, the, the Irish guy, the, the leprechaun, what's his name? I'm not sure. Um, Bill, Bill O'Reilly.
1: Right? Oh, you know, the leprechaun.
0: Bill O'Reilly, um, was, uh, and Glenn Beck was asking Bill O'Reilly about uh, what, you know, what he thought about the HEROES Act. And he brought up the, um, this. OK, so he, here's a couple of things he found in the 1800 pages, Carrie. Um Amnesty for illegal aliens. It's in mm. there.
1: I think a lot of Americans that are going to have to pay taxes on all this is going to are going to have a problem. I hmm. wonder um, why I don't think it'll pass. I hope it doesn't pass.
0: Okay. See, How, why
1: is that in there? If we're helping Americans, why is anything for illegals in there?
0: Okay. And also, some of the Green New Deal is in there.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: Well, and, and you know the Green Deal I'm talking about, Carrie? Oh,
1: marijuana? all right
0: um Pot dealers get access to federal funds, bank, you know, federal bank loans.
1: Oh, that's ridiculous.
0: Now- Remember, because that was one of the things that was preventing the you know pot industry from really taking off is if they couldn't have the standard banking lines that a normal business was. Right. So somebody, another somebody counted up how many times the word cannabis appears in the eighteen hundred pages. It's like staggering.
1: Oh, this is ridiculous. Okay, Carrie to start our government at work and not doing what's best for the rest of us anyway um, regardless of that um, that's even more of a reason that you need to take advantage and do what you can about your financial life certainly things are frustrating and people are worried and concerned but there are things you can do to be proactive about your own financial life and using opportunity especially remember if you are retired and have IRAs company plans or similar assets chances are you have an opportunity um we're help. We're helping also people working, knowing when they can retire, or looking at how much. If you think tax rates are going to go up, how much you should put in a traditional, you know, four hundred one k versus Roth, and and doing all of that objective, unbiased analysis. And that is why we offer a free consultation, so you can see what we're about. Remember, we are fee based. Ohio Registered Fiduciary Planners. What we do is build custom financial plans. We're not investment advisors. We do look at your assets in terms of risk, growth, and tax efficiency, which another reason to call us if you don't know how much risk you should be taking. I mean, having a plan will allow you to know how much risk should you really need to take to accomplish all your financial goals. And sometimes people are taking on more risk than they need to be okay, and we can answer that question for them. And you can take advantage of a free consultation Remember, we're doing consultations by phone or in person, and our home office is in Middleburg Heights, and you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090, or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. The website, you can sign up for newsletters, which I do put out alerts all the time as we get um, new changes. Um, They'll there's calculators there's you can go to a link to our podcast as well and i always have specials on the website that i'm changing all the time if you take advantage of a free consultation then decide to use our services whether it's hourly or retainer and again that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com all
0: right so the fifth bill is in jeopardy um you know lindsey graham um, quip, you know, so they're is or is this thing going to get done before the uh, next recess that Congress, you know, because Carrie, they take off take for the weekend break. Thursday. Well, yeah, you know, Memorial A Day coming mem- up.
1: Well, what does it matter if stuff's barely uh, open?
0: It's g- 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 beyond me.
1: I-, I think there's more pressing things to be addressed.
0: Um, but they're, they're planning their, you know, Memorial Day recess. Um, now, so their question is, well, are we going to get this, you know, fifth bill done by the time they leave for recess?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so, either. Um, Not if all this Lindsey Graham
0: quipped that trying to pass a bill under that time frame would be political malpractice.
1: Agreed. When, when
0: asked if the CARES Act II could get passed by Merrill Day, his comment was, oh, God, no. <laughs> um, Senator John Cornyn, uh, Texas, was asked if the Senate would wait until after the break to pass the fifth bill. His response, I don't think there's a sense of urgency to do it now anyways. Hmm. Um, and actually, I heard Nancy Pelosi, you know, I think she attributed that quote to i thought she attributed that quote as well to um mitch McConnell but mm. um i'm not sure um i mean it's and it's really um what what did mitch have to say um so on Monday he was being interviewed by Fox News said that there was a high likelihood Congress would need to pass the fifth bill but declined to give a timeline uh, but said it would be soon Gary okay. well soon doesn't cut it if if you can't keep your business open Gary no. I'm sorry um you know um and it's not soon enough um and, and you know, his quote, I think we all believe that another bill probably is going to be necessary, but I'm not prepared today to put a price, uh, a, a precise date on when that will be. So, I mean, it's basically all eyes are on Mitch, Nancy, Trump, and munition. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody else matters. Uh, nobody else in Congress, nobody else in the House, nobody else in the Senate, no political hack. It's just down to the four. The ones that are going to have to hash us out is Trump, Munition, Pelosi, and McConnell. That's it.
1: Good luck with that. Um,
0: and 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 what what the what McConnell is more concerned about is he wants the next package to fit, you know, to have liability protection, you know, which I think is important as well. Right. But what I'd like to see in eighteen hundred pages of and uh, a three two hundred package is carry. I think I haven't heard anything about you know how they they going to fix the the nursing home um, crisis.
1: Well, well, not I know it's a crisis anyway, but I've heard people that have loved ones that are gotten worse and have issues that really need to be in a facility, and they're not because of these guidelines aren't allowed to put someone in a facility then where they need to, and. There's a whole lot of issues around that.
0: Yeah, and I think that you know, and 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 so we've got because no one in America is going to be able to afford long term care. We know they're being run terribly. It, the, the the workers, it's, they need to know, pay. The,
1: the, the, I mean, in all honesty, I know it's expensive, but the caregivers they need to pay better. I, I
0: think it needs to be nationalized, Carrie.
1: Mm, I don't. I, I like think that. it
0: needs to be part of the Medicare system.
1: Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't like. I personally now if don't you can like,
0: afford it on your own, great. Right. But, I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know. know. And how are you going to staff them, Carrie? Well, they're letting all these people out of prison, right? Um, No one else is going to hire them. Let them work in, you know, set up them with government jobs, with government benefits. Yeah, I I don't know that
1: I want someone out of prison, depending on what they did taking care of my These are the
0: nonviolent prisoners, (laughs) the incarcerated. Oh, sure, right. Um, All right. I don't know
1: about national, I don't know about the government. I don't know.
0: Okay, so Carrie, we, um, all right, so. How do you protect yourself or how do you plan now when you didn't plan for this recession? Okay. Um, So three simple things. Remember, say no to selling low. All right. Um, So don't.
1: Should I put that on the website? That's good. uh, Say no to selling low. Yeah.
0: Don't sell in a panic or don't sell for discretionary spending. Uh, Don't sell your assets low. I mean, if you've got the cash, that's another thing. But that's what I mean. We're talking about people who didn't prepare with a cash reserve before the recession, mm-hmm. right? So if you do, and preserve your cash reserve. So right. if you were planning on using your cash reserve to buy that, you know, maybe you were, you were going to go on a trip or, you know, maybe you want to preserve that in case times get a little bit worse than what you're thinking it is today. Um, and then the third, utilize, underutilized assets. Carrie, you got one of right. those
1: Right, that's, that's a big one. And I talked a couple of weeks ago about people who have these old life insurance with cash value buildup or life insurance has other ones, or if you've been paying a premium and it's a permanent type of life insurance, there are definitely things you can do, you know, getting illustrations. Can I pay less premium for the same benefit? If I need to, can I reduce the benefit? Also, there's times you can take money out of the policy through loans or surrender, but you have to be careful to make sure, because some cases, if you do it right, it can be non-taxable, which is important. Um, Also, another area, we have people who have annuities, um, whether they, and they maybe don't understand, they bought them, they don't understand how they work, how they're going to help, or how they're going to fit. There's things you can do about looking at some people we know have maybe got an income rider. Do you turn that on um, or look at options? Also, you can upgrade if you're depending on the account, if it's out of surrender. Um, We've had a couple people that, one, they've already had an existing contract that allows transfers to come in. So they have an annuity that hasn't been performing, especially in the last year. Maybe maybe it did well before or even historically when the market's done well, it hasn't done so well. It's still performing very low. So we've looked at what they had, and they've been able to transfer it over into their existing contract, which allowed them to and The fixed rates and the caps were even favorable. So it was a win-win. And in, in the one case, they were able to transfer the money into their existing account and not restart surrender penalties which was a huge win because she had gone to the bank and they were going to try to sell her something new. Um, or you can upgrade. There are definitely some times where companies have better rates, whether it's fixed or caps, where you can look at. But then you don't want to lock yourself into a 10-year annuity maybe. Maybe you want to look at a shorter term, what options that they have. So there are plenty of opportunities and you want to look at that. Um and again, the life insurance and annuities in area, and we've been doing that for many people, and um, you can call for a consultation or just call and ask questions about this issue alone. We're trying to be of help to people. Um, I know on, I'm talking about the annuities, but also on the life insurance, we've had people over the years been able, with cash flow needs, be able to take um, 10000 out of their existing policy that had built quite a bit of cash value, pay no premiums and be able to get the same death benefit, you know, on going to age 100. So that was a huge win in that case, they were able to do it, um, a withdrawal from the policy, I think they did it as a loan, but then they didn't pay it back. But they were able to still get uh, same death benefit, because they really didn't need the death benefit. And they weren't paying premiums. Or we've had cases where people have a policy, and we've run illustrations, they can they can cut their premium, I know we had a case that was bigger, you know, I've running illustrations and talking with clients have been able to save people sometimes it's $600. Sometimes it's been a couple thousand that they were continuing to pay because some of these permanent policies have a flexible premium um, and really the purpose of that policy was a death benefit. So the insurance company is not going to tell you to not pay more premium or pay less premium. So it's been...
0: Right. So That's
1: the positive things you can find and opportunities and that's what we're trying to do For our clients, so you can take advantage of a consultation and see if we can do that for you.
0: Yeah, I think what it illustrates is you've got to stay active in your planning. Um, You know, even when times look bleak. Mm -hmm. You know, where a lot of people fear, you know, paralyzes them. And really, no, you you want to stay active. You want to look for opportunities. You want to be proactive. so, do you remember what you were doing on the third Saturday in May in 1973,
1: Carrie? Oh, I have no clue. I was a baby, Mark.
2: We're still looking. And they're up. Oh, the early lead. That's Deadly Dream
0: on the outside. Then it's holy, Taj. I need a black eye, the black-eyed Susan. They're coming by us. It's Get a can Ecole hold the schnapps.
1: Oh, you don't, don't like the schnapps?
0: Just give me the bourbon the and vodka. Portion, Good position, third on the
2: rail. It's another three lengths back, Deadly Dream. Then our native and
0: secretariat is last again. Last. Into
2: the first Secretariat's turn.
0: last. Into the turn, but really? who will be first? By two by
1: a and then you
0: know, if anyone can third. teach us about social distancing, I think it's secretariat.
1: But
2: here comes <laughs> secretariat. He's moving fast, and he's going to the outside. What a horse.
0: See, the people in the preakness weren't worried about the 1973 recession they, we were just watching *Secretary* and drinking Black Eyed Seasons
2: poor Sham
0: You know, Arthur Burns was the Federal Reserve Chairman in '73. Here's this home stretch. The, the jockey for Sham is whipping him unbelievably, and all in the, the Secretariat jockey is just riding. It's like it, it's it's a no contest. lengths, Jeez. You know, so, yeah, Arthur Burns served two terms as uh, Federal Reserve, you know, from 1970 to 1978. And in 1970, he knew the problem was coming. A recession was brewing, right? So prospects were dim. This was from the Board of Governors' Minutes from November of 1970. Prospects were dim for any easing of the cost-push inflation generated by union demands. However, the Federal Reserve could not do anything about the influences except to impose monetary restraint. And he did not believe the country was willing to accept for any long period an unemployment rate in the area of 6%. How do you think people are feeling about 20%? Well, Um, Now, therefore, he believed that the Federal Reserve should not by itself under ex- existing powers, uh, you know, be able to, you know, uh, re- could reduce the rate of inflation to, say, to 2%. See, they were targeting 2% inflation back then. Um, he did not believe that the Federal Reserve should be expected to cope with inflation single-handedly. The only effective answer, in his opinion, lay in some form of income policy. Okay? Meaning, say, do we, is that much different from what policy today? Um, you know, and we've got a Congress... Who is going on break? And very
1: polarized, you think?
0: Um, you, you know, uh, the, uh, and, you know, ugh, you know, the CPI, ro- and back in 73, CPI rose from 6% in early 1970 to over 12% in late 1974.
1: All right. Call for a free consultation. Find out if we can help or visit our website. Call 440-239-2090 or visit FinancialFoodForThought.com. That's 440-239-2090 or FinancialFoodForThought.com.
0: Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars,
1: call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.